0: Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I'll be interviewing Rabbi Zalmi Kudan, Shliach to S. Barbara, California, on the topic of volunteer development. I just want to say thank you, Zalmi, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Hatzlacha on their Shluchas. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. I enjoy very much listening to your podcasts, and I'm honored that I can give back a little bit and help out. Okay, thanks, Zalmi. Let's get right to it. In regards to the topic of volunteer development, it's a big discussion, but today I would like to focus on one specific event, and being that Purim is coming up, let's focus on Purim, how a shliach could involve volunteers in making and running a Purim party without being involved every minute of the way. Zami, where would you start? Good question. So really getting volunteers... Is the second step. The first step is deciding where do you feel the the perm event. Let's we're using perm. So where would the perm event? What's important? So important that cannot be compromised at all. And those are what we call the standards of my perm event. So I would sit down in front of a computer and I would open up a new word document and I would write perm event standards. And I would write things that need to be there. So for example, I have McGill reading has to happen. There has to be kosher food. There has to be kosher entertainment. And I actually have a few notes of what that means as the years have gone on. Um, You know, the dress of the entertainment, the type of jokes, etc. I have a standard in my Purim party that everybody has to have a good time for all ages. But I gear the party towards children and families of children. So those are two standards that we have. that The party has to be geared towards the whole family, specifically families and children, but everybody should be able to have a good time. So those are my standards. That's where I actually start. Um, and once that's written down, then we can go on to the next step. I would imagine these standards are for the committee, not for the actual, actual volunteers who are coming to set up. Is that correct? Yeah, that's a great point. So basically we're going to divide the people that are engaged in our Purim party into two groups. There's going to be the committee members that are involved in creating the Purim Party. And then there's the actual volunteers who are coming on the day to help set up, clean up, serve the food, etc. So when I want to choose a committee member, and the first person I want to choose is going to be called my chair. It's going to be the the chair of my event. So what I actually do is I look at the pictures of last year's Purim Party and I look at who was there, and who had a great time, and who do I remember came over to me afterwards and handed me an extra hundred dollar bill and said, this this was awesome. Or, Or who's really excited about Purim events and always comes and never missed one. And is that person a good people person that will be able to get other people involved? When I see someone who enjoys my Purim parties, then I think, is this person also a people person? Is she the one who goes around and, and smiles at everybody and talks to everybody, has lots of friends in the community? This is the type of person that I want to lead my committee because she's going to be or he is going to be able to bring in other people to be part of my committee as well. So, Zali, so once you to know who the chairperson is, then you have to approach them. Right. So I'll call, the, I'll call up this person and I'll say, I need to sit down with you or I want to sit down with you and discuss. The Purim party for this coming year. I'm hoping that you could be involved in making it a great success like we have last year and even greater. And the person says, sure. And I say, okay, great. When can I have a half hour of your time? I sit, I sit down with the person and I ask them the following question. What about Purim is meaningful to you? That's the first step. And I listen to them talk about Purim and they say, well, I like the party and i i like the story uh, you know i imagine myself as the queen esther of s barbara because i uh, you know my kids you know have to deal with you know not be, being the only jews in their class and you know and they talk about Purim for a few seconds whatever it is and then i asked them the second question and what did you like about our Purim events so far i they talk about it and uh, you know we like the, the, the entertainment was great the food's always wonderful i love the venue okay great so would you consider being the chair of our Purim Party and helping me put it together and taking it to the next level? And they might ask you a few questions, you know, what does that mean? Uh, and that's and, and if you get a yes, the next question is, who else could we involve as committee members that can help us do this? And then hopefully they'll be in, eager to call them up and say, look, I, I'm going to be the chair of the Purim Party for Chabad. Would you join me at a committee meeting to, to, to work with us? Hopefully they would do that. Sometimes I've been the one to introduce other committee members as well, but hopefully it could be, uh, you know, it's much more powerful when the other person is making introduction and taking the leadership role. Okay, let's go to the meeting itself. What happens at that meeting? and Even more than that, are you running the meeting or is the chairperson running the meeting? That's a great question. So what I do is I actually divide the meeting up with the chairperson beforehand. We have a phone conversation and we make an agenda together and we'll divide up the different line items on the agenda. Who's going to run that part? So, um, I usually welcome everybody and I thank our chair for taking the responsibility of chairing chair and for helping put the meeting together. Then I ask everybody to go around and share something about Purim and themselves, just so we can be. We can share with each other what's Purim. What, what, why, what, what is this holiday all about? And each person uh, shares each person shares their Purim connection, one or two seconds, and then they, and then they um, after they're done with that, pass out a piece of paper that has the written standards of the Purim party. And I share and explain what these standards are all about. So. It'll, you know, going back to, you know, so that we go around and, you know, we ha- we're going to have the Megillah reading. That is the reason that Chabad puts on the Purim body, is to be able to enable us to do the mitzvot of Purim. We're going to make sure, obviously, the food is kosher, it's kosher entertainment, everybody has a good time, and it's geared towards the family. That's our standards. Um, but everybody can have a good time. So once we have the standards set, then I turn over the meeting to the chair person, uh, whoever that might be. Uh, whether it's a he or a she, and he or she then discusses a list of the committee-driven areas. Zalini, what does that mean, committee-driven areas? In our events, I have learned that I used to think that I knew all the answers, and I knew where the event should take place, and I knew what type of entertainment we should get, and I looked on Shulchanan and I got all my ideas, and I went and did it. Uh, I've learned that often the people in my community have a lot of ideas, that I didn't even think of. So I used to do my event outside, and it, was, it, was not, it wasn't so effective. One of the committee members suggested finding an inside venue. Um, it's a place that usually costs three or $4,000. It's a beautiful location on the ocean. It can hold 200 people comfortably inside. Uh, it has its own sound system, et cetera, et cetera, so many beautiful things, but it costs three to $4,000. So the committee members, while they're discussing this, are like, well, it costs three to $4,000. So I said, well, let me call them and see if I can get a better price. So I called them, and I got $900 because of nonprofit and this and that, a whole story. And we went back to the committee, and they said, well, of course you could, should do it for $900. And one of them said, so who's going to pay for it? And the committee themselves then went to discuss how they might get sponsorships. Three out of four committee members were able to give $500 themselves, and then they recruited a few other volunteers as well to be sponsors and uh, that's how we paid for the event. So because the committee was bought in to the idea and because it was their idea to to open up the venue, we ended up having a very large sponsorship uh, pool that we were able to not only pay for the venue, but also pay for the entertainment and then use the registration fees of the individuals to cover the food. So that that was an incredible thing for me. I was like, Wow. (laughs) So instead of doing it at Chabad, in my Chabad, I was where it's not ideal. My Chabad is not ideal for Purim because I don't have an indoor space that's that's big enough for the 200 people that started coming. So now I had a comfortable, beautiful place that actually attracts more people because they want to just go because of the venue. I I think it's I think it's so important for for Shluchim to hear this idea of having your community members involved in giving their own ideas and being a part of it because then it then it, then it changes the whole dynamic of it. Exactly, and there's so many areas where it doesn't matter to us, to the Shuiach, to Chabad, to Yiddishkeit, for example, it doesn't matter where where the event necessarily takes place, it doesn't matter what time the event is, on Sunday this year, why can't it be a breakfast? Who says it has to be a dinner? This is something that the people of your committee are going to be able to share with you. Well, you should know that all the school districts are getting together for big PTA badges that evening, so you probably don't want to make it in the evening. You should make it in the morning. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Okay, what type of entertainment? They may have friends. They may have ideas that could be entertainers or ideas that you didn't even think about. How much should you charge? Is there an early bird discount? Can they reserve online? What are the sponsorship opportunities? How much? How many? Uh, what 's the menu for the food? What does the decor look like? Do we decorate the whole place? Do we do a theme? Do we not do a theme? Who says we have to do perm in China? Maybe we should do perm in in, in Africa? I have no idea this is This is not my decision. This is their decision. I can give them ideas. I can tell them what other Chabads do, but it, ultimately they 're the ones who decide what we should do and what 's feasible to do with our community volunteer base. I think a Shiliakh listening to this will will think. This is great to have everyone involved in the planning, but if ultimately they're not helping implement, sometimes it can make it more complicated for the shliach to have to now, you know, follow up with all these ideas. So really the next question is, is how do, what's the next step of the meeting where people are taking responsibilities? Okay, exactly. So as, as the meeting goes on, the chairperson, and this is on the agenda already before we start, the chairperson is then going to assign tasks and basically the committee as a whole will b- discuss what needs to be done and when does it need to get done. Uh, so there's obviously going to be food. So if someone's going to have to create a menu, who's going to take care of that? Someone's going to have to order the food, who's going to take care of that? If you're ordering it from a caterer, you have to have a list of approved caterers that they can use uh, or or follow up with the food. The committee member is taking care of the food, follow up with them and send them an email with the approved uh, food sources that are kosher according to your standards so this is with uh, with and this is done with each aspect of the event every item of the event exactly is discussed at that first meeting right so the the, ta- the tasks are divided at the first meeting who's going to deal with the general things and I can take some tasks if there's you know I'm, I'm on the committee too so you know my specialty is entertainment the people in my committee that's not their thing so I helped out with finding an entertainer and, and was approved by the committee. I sent an email to everybody. You know, I found this person. This is how much they cost. Is it a go? And they all said yes, and that was it. We did it. Are there multiple meetings after that point, after that first meeting, or is it mainly that first meeting and the rest is through phone conversations and emails um, with the chairperson taking charge? Right, so we try to schedule three meetings. We sometimes do them as conference calls. We don't have to meet in person. I feel the first meeting should be in person. The follow-up meetings can be uh, over a conference call, and that's fine. Um, and, but either, whenever you do a conference call, there has to be a written agenda that you and the chairperson went over before to discuss who's going to manage each part of the agenda. The agenda is emailed to everybody, and you follow it as closely as possible. So, on the agenda, you might have each of the tasks that were, and you'll have an update. So, let's hear how the food's coming along. Let's hear how the, what theme did we decide on? Um, how's the decor coming up? Does anybody have any other ideas or input? And we go around the, the, the virtual table discussing each item. And at the second meeting, one of the tasks that we try to tackle is ideas for volunteers at the actual event. And the best, volunteer is the one that one of your committee members calls up and says, can you help us out with our Purim, with a Chabad program party? This, the, so you're going to already have, if you have four or five committee members, which is ideal. So then you already have four volunteers or five volunteers. They're going to bring their friends, their sons, their, their high school student daughter. Okay. They're, they're going to be a couple more volunteers. And then you have people who you know, and always tell you that, Bradley, can I please, when can I help out? And you can add them to the volunteer list as well. Or you can have one of your volunteers, if there's a member of the committee managing the volunteers, which there should be, so that person can call them up. You can give them a list. You hear the people that always tell me that they could always help out at Chabad. So now these people are coming, uh, are, are going to be part of your volunteers on the day of the event. Zalmi, how does it look on the day itself of the event? How are the, the committee members involved? How are the volunteers involved? And, again, back to the question of how do we do it in a way that the volunteers are not constantly coming over to me, the rabbi asking me, where do I find the tablecloth? Where do I find the food? Where do I find the, the, the information for the, for the welcome table? Right. Okay, good. So each committee, the committee as a whole, divides up the tasks for the day. There's a, a written list of volunteer spots. We need three people at the food, two people at registration and welcome, five people to set up, five people to clean up. We need an MC, and everything that's all filled in, the committee members themselves will take on certain responsibilities, and the other volunteers will fill in the gaps. The, the cool part here is that my committee will then write down on a piece of paper for each volunteer what their responsibilities are. So somebody on the committee who's a good writer will do it, or I can help. By now, we already have it saved from last year, most of the jobs. So we already have it written down, but it's very important to have, for example, the food person. So food person, come 15 minutes before the event, always wear gloves, serve with a smile, wish every person happy per. Those are the standards on the top. And then, depending on the food, you know, three meatballs per person, or whatever you decide you're going to do, or if you're not doing it face style how you? Well, how does each plate look? And the committee, the volunteer, or the, hopefully a committee member who's going to be in charge of the food, will be the one to be the point person for that volunteer. And when the volunteer gets us in an email three days before the event, this is who you go to if you have any questions. Here's your cell phone number. Thank you, Ali Zalmikudan. I really appreciate your time. You're most welcome. I hope it helps somebody. And anybody can feel free to contact me as well if they have specific questions along the process. I am happy to help. And Fez uh, to so everybody. This is Dovi Shapiro. If you know any shluchim that would enjoy these weekly shluchim podcasts, feel free to let them know. They can email me with the word subscribe in the subject line to rabbi at com. Make it a great week.